0: Hello and welcome to the Achieve Your Goals podcast. This is your host, Hal Elrod. And thank you so much for listening today. I really, really appreciate you. Appreciate you taking the time. And uh, today was a good one. I just finished recording the episode and it's about how to live in the present moment. And, uh, you know, it's interesting. Uh, Last two weeks episodes, I'll tell you, I was feeling off as you know, just I'm a human being. So sometimes you, you wake up and you're like, all right, I'm 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 on point today. I feel good. Uh, the last two, I, although I got great feedback from our last two episodes, I felt a little bit off. And today I just was really in the moment, which, you know, ironically or interestingly enough, though, that's what the episode is about. But make sure you listen until the end, the end of the episode, I give two techniques to live in the present moment. And you know, I don't script any of this stuff, so that's where often I don't know how it's going to turn out until it's done. And then I either can go, ah oh, that was all right, or, you know, or wow, that actually, that one, that really came through me really well. And so uh, the two techniques at the end that I share... What I wasn't planning on doing that just emerged was how to combine the techniques. And while you might be familiar with um, these two techniques, you have even tried one or two of them, um, the idea of how, how I explained how to combine them to really make this ability to live in the present moment free from fear and stress and anxiety to be fully present in the now um yeah i think that uh, i think this will be helpful for you so hopefully it will uh before we dive in i want to give a shout out and a thank you to my two sponsors, they are my loyal, faithful sponsors. They are personal friends of mine. Uh, the first is Organify. Organify creates delicious superfood blends that address the problems that we have with being able to eat healthy and have more energy and not having enough time or resources or making the right foods and Organifi gives you adaptogenic herbs and mushrooms to help balance cortisol levels associated with stress and they make it easier to add more nutrients into your day. So you can simply mix a scoop of their green juice or their red juice or their protein powder or you know, dozens and dozens of different options that they have uh, and enjoy a natural boost of energy and calm and focused any time of day. Head over to Organifi.com forward slash Hal. That's O-R-G-A-N-I-F-I, Organifi.com forward slash Hal. And uh, if you find some stuff that you like, use the code Hal, H-A-L, at checkout and you'll get 15% off your entire Order. And then last but not least, I want to thank Self Publishing School. Self Publishing School has enabled hundreds of members of our community, our listeners, to write and publish their first book or their next book. And so if you've ever wanted to write a book, whether it's just to share your message, your story, to enhance your business, to create another stream of income, to change the world, impact people's lives, leave a legacy for your family, whatever your reasoning of wanting to write a book, uh, it's easier than you think, and you can get it done faster than you think. In fact, they teach you how to do it in as little as 90 days uh, to write and publish your book. Head over to self school.com forward slash how, that's self school.com forward slash how to turn your dream of writing a book into a reality. And uh, now without further ado, let's talk about how to live your life in the present moment the way that i believe it is meant to be lived. Good morning family. How are you doing today? This is Hal Elrod. I hope you are well and uh, I'm feeling good. I'm feeling well. I'm feeling present to this moment. And uh, that's what we're going to talk about today is how to live in the present moment because that is the only way to actually live fully. Uh, you may have heard me say this before, but life is the present moment. Like your life exists in the present moment. If I were to ask you, how's life? Most people, if you ask them, you know, how, how's life? They start taking an inventory of their circumstances, right? Uh, yeah, you know, your works okay. And eh, marriage is, you know, we're fighting a little bit right now, or, ah, this is going right. It's an inventory of circumstances. But if you think about it, your circumstances, that's not life, right? We exist beyond circumstances. And when our circumstances change, we're still living life. Some people might say that you could say that life is your consciousness, right? It's your conscious awareness of the moment. That is life, right? There's there's different ways that you could define it. But for me, I like to think about life is this moment. and It's not yesterday. It's not even five minutes ago. It's not what's happening tomorrow. Life is always happening in the moment. Life exists as the present moment. So I want to start with a quick assessment. I'm going to ask you on a scale of one to 10, how would you rate yourself at living in the present moment? So in other words, how often are you fully present to what you're doing, what you're experiencing in real time versus in your head, thinking about something else? In fact, we can go a little deeper. How often are you fully present to the joy, the beauty, the perfection of what you're doing in this moment, what you're experiencing in this moment versus buying into what the voice in your head is telling you? So is your reality one that you're experiencing in real time based on what's actually happening in this moment, or are you like... I'm often guilty of, and a lot of us where we we allow that voice in our head to distract us and take us away from the present moment, right? When we're worried or stressed about the future, we are not living life in the present moment. And our mental and emotional well-being typically suffers. When we are uh, thinking about the past and we are essentially in our head Thinking that I wish I wouldn't have done that. I wish I wouldn't have said that. I I wish I would have done things differently. I'm live right. We're creating regret. Creating regret. By the way, we are creating regret. We're we're regret. Regret doesn't exist in and of itself. We are creating it. In fact, we're always creating our reality. And so, you know, is your reality again one you're experiencing? in the moment? Are you living in the present moment or are you in your head a lot? And are you feeling stressed a lot? Typically, if you're experiencing stress or fear or overwhelm or regret, you're typically, usually that means we're, that's a sign that we're we're in our head. We're not fully present. And personally, I go through phases. Uh, up until recently, I had been very much Living in the present. I had been doing a really good job of it. In fact, um, just a couple episodes ago, I think it was episode 390. Don't quote me on that. I think it was 390, give or take one episode. The the title of the episode was Random but Important Ideas That Will Enhance Your Life. So you can go back to halelrod.com forward slash podcast if you want to listen to this. Random but Important Ideas That Will Enhance Your Life. But I talked about how I had just come off the best vacation of my entire life, literally. And the primary reason that it was the best, like that was, I was assessing what made it the best vacation and how can we apply that to every, not just every vacation, but everyday life. And I talked about that the primary reason that I identified that made it such a a fantastic vacation, it was a week long vacation, visiting my mom and my grandmother with my family. Um, But I, I talked about the primary reason for that, that we can apply to our everyday life is that I was fully present and grateful in each moment i was deeply i was just totally in the moment. now i wasn't thinking about work i wasn't checking emails for those seven days i was in the moment with my kids with my wife with my mom with my grandma just fully present to whatever we are doing and whenever i would have thoughts enter my mind and by the way this is something to consider this is an important technique if you will whenever thoughts would enter my mind i would just go thanks for visiting You know, I'll I'll see you on Monday, right? Like, thanks for visiting, I'll see you on Monday. And I do that when I'm going to sleep at night. When I'm falling asleep at night and I find myself worrying about something that I need to do the next day, I just say, nope, thanks for visiting, I'll I'll, I'll see you in the morning, right? Because there's no value, typically. I mean, you could argue, well, no, I'm I'm figuring stuff out at night when I'm falling asleep, eh, maybe. But we're typically not going to solve any problems. My objective when I'm laying down my head on the pillow is, to sleep, to rest, to relax, to, you know, to get quality sleep. That's the priority. And so being present, that's another example of like being present in that moment. That moment is about rest. And so, but when we get in our head, it takes us away from the present moment. So, I had been doing really good at that for a bit, and as a result, for a few months, I was doing really well at it. And like I said, go through phases, but I was really fully present and grateful in each moment—not just on the vacation, but at home and at work and at whatever I was doing. And as a result, I experienced joy and and happiness and love. And I felt, I just felt, I felt aligned. You know what I mean? Right. When you're not like, oh, I'm, when you're not conflicted, that inner conflict where you're thinking about one thing, but you think you, you should be doing something else or you're doing something, but you're thinking about something else. And then what you're thinking about, you're not sure if it's the right thing to think about. And then you find yourself thinking about things that make you feel stressed. And then you beat yourself up for why, why, why can't I just, why, why am I focusing on all of this? Right? Like we, We get, we get so in our head and we live there and that becomes our reality when it's not reality, right? It's a self inflicted reality, if you will. So, however, despite doing good at this uh, for the last couple of months, the last couple of weeks I've been in my head, I've been stressing about my finances. Uh, I've been concerned with, you know, our society and, and, and where we're headed. A lot of things that are out of my control uh, I've been fearing the unknown future, both personally for me and my family, and as well as collectively. Uh, I've been feeling overwhelmed because I, I tell myself that, that voice in my head tells me that I have so much to do, too much to do, and not enough time to do it, and, and a lot more. So so the last couple of weeks, I have gotten off track in terms of living in the present moment, and as a result, my experience of life has suffered. It has absolutely suffered. And so um, the last few days, becoming aware of that, I've really been focusing on, and I'm going to share at the end of the episode today, I'll share a couple of techniques to really live in the present moment. And I've been using these techniques and they work. It's amazing. They work. You can take control of your mind. You can take control of your focus, of your consciousness. And when you take control of your consciousness you take control of your experience of life right you you give yourself that gift of inner freedom that we've been talking uh, so much about part of what inspired today's podcast actually there, there's a few i'm going there's three different kind of stories if you will that i'm going to share here that are really powerful. And I'm actually going to interview one of the individuals that I'm going to talk about. I'm going to interview him. Ho- hopefully I'll get him on the podcast by next week's episode. That's the goal. I sent some texts and emails this morning to schedule that. So hopefully we can get that in. But what first started was yesterday I was on a Zoom call with uh, a mastermind that I'm a part of. So it's it's called my GoPod. And it's a, a part of a larger mastermind that is GoBundance. You may have heard me. I've chatted about Go GoBundance a little bit before. I've been a member of that mastermind for many years. Uh, my good friend, David Osborne, uh, and Mike McCarthy, and uh, Pat Hyben, there's some of my friends founded this mastermind. So anyway, this GoBundance mastermind, uh, all of us are encouraged to create your own little GoPod, which is, for us, it's a five-person uh, mastermind group that meets once a month on Zoom. And so we were on our video call yesterday, and when we were sharing our wins And, uh, and then what we need help with, which is kind of the format that we, we start each call with, you know, Hey, what's, you know, what, what's going well right now. And and what do you need help with? One of my four fellow mastermind members shared that his win is that he has, and this was like this all of our jaws dropped because we we knew he was doing well, but we had no idea. He has like seventeen million dollars in his checking account right now, and he doesn't know what to do with it. Like that, like anyway, yeah. If you're like for me, that's that's a good chunk of money. So um, all our our jaws, like I said, kind of dropped because again, we know he's doing well, but we're like, wow, that you're crushing it. Congratulations, that's insane. Yet he shared that he is struggling, not not financially, obviously, but he isn't fulfilled. He said, essentially, he's not, I don't know if he used these exact words about not being happy, but like, you know, he, he kind of was sharing him. I'm not happy. I'm stressed all the time. I'm always thinking about work, right? He's, he's not living in the present moment. He said, I'm always thinking about work. He said, he's always feeling stressed. He doesn't have a social life. Like his life revolves on work. And then he said, he doesn't know how to be present. And he asked me how I do that a little bit later in the call, he, he circled back and asked me that, but he said, no matter what he's doing, he's always thinking about work. And I find that again, that's a perfect example of someone that has, you know, on the surface, like financially, wow, that's incredible. Your life must be perfect, right? Like, you know, we all think, gosh, if I had a million dollars or $17 million, like I, my life would be perfect. I would, I, I, you know, I'd have no problems. Right. And while, yeah, that could take away all of our financial problems. It doesn't change the experience of being human. It doesn't change the experience of being human. It doesn't change if you live with stress and fear and anxiety and overwhelm, having a lot of, right? What did what Notorious B.I.G. in his famous song many years ago, Mo Money, Mo Problems, right? That the more money you have, uh, the, the the more leverage you have to actually create bigger problems, bigger challenges. And of course, the human experience becomes amplified, because your fears, right, now you've got more to lose, right? Now you've got people coming after you that want to, you know, that want to take from you or that want to take advantage of you, right? There, There's all sorts of fallout from having that, you know, or from, anyway, that, that's not what we're talking about. It's not about the fallout from having a bunch of money that that uh, my master, my uh, mastermind member has. It's about that he's not happy, he's not fulfilled, and he doesn't know how to live in the present moment because he's always thinking about work. So that got me thinking about how, about living in the present moment. Cause I gave him advice. And as I gave him the advice of how to live in the present moment and how I do it, I realized I haven't been doing it the last couple of weeks. Like I fell off track and it was really kind of a wake up call for me. And then this morning I was on a bike ride. I go for a bike ride about three days a week. And, uh, just, I go bike a couple of miles up some steep hills to get a good leg workout. And I caught myself as I took off on the bike ride. I felt, a little stress. And I caught myself thinking about my work. And actually I was thinking about the podcast. I got to record a podcast today. What am I going to talk about? <laughs> you know, and, uh, and I was feeling stressed out about that. And then, and it was pretty quick. I'd say within just a few minutes, I caught myself thinking about work. I caught myself not being present. Then I remembered my conversation with my friend uh, on the, the, the GoPod Zoom call yesterday and the advice that I gave him and the realization I had that I hadn't been present. And again, I was on a bike ride. I wasn't at work, yet I was thinking about work. I, I was on a bike ride. I wasn't recording a podcast. Yet I was thinking about recording a podcast. I was on a bike ride. I wasn't experiencing any stressful situation, yet I was feeling stressed. So I, wh- I'm asking you, why is it so hard for us to be fully present to what we're doing? Why is it so hard? And then what I did is, I just started saying I'm on a bike. I just started like freestyling. Actually, that is in total transparency. I started rapping. I don't exactly know why that's where I went. It wasn't a conscious decision, <laughs> but I just started rap like freestyling, which you know, had a little bit of background. When I was in high school, I used to freestyle at parties, and you know, I have a couple rap. There's a rap song, The Miracle Morning. So anyway, uh, so that's like part of my my background. I enjoy hip hop music, and I enjoy. Rapping and freestyling I don't do very often anymore, but anyway, as I'm on the bike, I started freestyling and I was freestyling about being present in the moment. I don't even remember the lyrics that were coming up for me, but it was about riding a bike and, you know, living in the moment and, and being present and, and joyful. And, oh yeah, I remember I was wrapping up my legs being so strong um, that I can get along up this long hill, uh, keeping it real, blah, blah, blah. So anyway, that's, I'm going to embarrass myself if I keep going with that, but uh, I just started rapping. To key, and, and just about being in the moment, the joy of the moment, the perfection of the moment. And it's amazing how what I was doing didn't change. I was riding a bike, just like when I headed out onto our, our, the road in front of our house, it started out with me fi- riding a bike and feeling stressed. And then by me shifting to be fully present to what I was doing, my stress disappeared. And it was replaced by feelings of joy and fulfillment and presence and happiness and energy. And I want you to consider that for a second, that that is just an example that is a metaphor for all of us, right? Again, I started the day riding a bike, feeling stressed, Overwhelmed and really, you know, an unconscious fear around things I needed to get done in my life that that I wasn't sure I could get done. So I started riding my bike feeling stressed, overwhelmed, afraid. And then a simple shift, getting fully present to what I did, changed all of that. And so I'm sharing that. I know I just said it like two or three times in a row for you to consider that whatever your bike riding is, whatever you're doing, hanging out with your kids, it would just life, right? You can either, you can be riding that bike or living your life, feeling stressed, afraid, overwhelmed, anxious, angry, you, you name it, by being in your head about things. I'm angry because of what my, what this person said or did or didn't do. I'm angry, right? Well, that was, they, they, they're not saying it now. They said it earlier. Maybe it was an hour ago. Maybe it was yesterday. And by us being in our head versus living in the moment, being present to the moment, when we are in our head, we create all sorts of emotional turmoil. All right? Last week's podcast episode was how to take control of your emotional state. And in a way, when you learn how to live in the present moment, and by the way, well, let me finish that thought. When you learn how to live in the present moment, you are able to take control of your emotional state. You're able to, you're, you know, you're 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 able to gain that control that we lose when we start listening to the voice in our head. But again, riding a bike feeling stressed to riding a bike feeling joyful and fulfilled was done as quick as I could, you know, snap my fingers by just shifting my focus to the present moment and getting out of my head. Because here's the thing. Our brains are problem-solving machines. And if we're not not intentional, they will try to solve problems all day long. And here's the thing about solving problems. When your brain is trying to solve problems, very often it's focused on the problem. In fact, I'd, I'd argue that our brain is focusing on the problem and amplifying the problem and worrying about the problem probably more so than it's actually trying to solve the problem. Think about that. When you're worrying, when you're thinking about your problems, are you typically thinking about them feeling totally empowered and inspired with the solutions that you're brainstorming constantly? Or are you worrying? Are you Stressing? Are you feeling afraid? Are you feeling overwhelmed? Are you feeling incapable? Are you going down the rabbit hole of well, what if this happens, and then what if that led to that, and then what if this problem created an even bigger problem, and then what if what if my finances, uh, what if I I can't make more money or I can't I can't find a job, and then and then that leads I lose my house, and then I lose my house, then lose my family, right? Like, think about that for a second. When it comes to problems. When you are in your head about your problems, what's the energy? What's the emotion? Is it inspired and empowered? Are you brainstorming solutions when you're thinking about your problems? Are you spending the time thinking about them in a proactive way of, "Mm, yeah, I got a problem. How can I solve it? How can I solve it? I have have an issue right now that I've been dealing with and the issue that i've been dealing with oh hold on i want to take a note i just thought of something else i want to share with you guys story of uh working with ursula in the garden okay all right i'm going to share that with you in a minute oh damn it what was i just saying (laughs) guys the brain damage the struggle is real um and chemo brain it's like a double whammy Uh, oh you have no idea i'll share that with you real quick let's just go on a quick tangent um I've shared this with you actually before, so maybe have I? But I just I struggle with my mental, yeah, with my 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 brain. I I can't remember anything anyway, uh, and I'm remembering now that I'm saying that I probably I think I shared that on the last episode. I probably shared that before, but um, where was I going with this about being pre? Oh, problems. We are talking about problems. And, and thanks for hanging in with me. Thanks for it's funny when I give li- live speeches, it's the same thing. And like I tell the audience, I usually warn them ahead of time. I'm like, just so you know, I suffer from brain damage. And during the speech day, I uh, I may forget what I'm talking about, like in the middle of talking about it. And I so I need you to pay really close attention because I'm going to I might be calling on you uh, to, to remind me what I was talking about. And sure enough, like almost every speech, it happens at least once, sometimes a few times where the brain damage kicks in and I got to ask the audience, what what, what was I just talking about? And then they start yelling out answers and it's like a team effort. And we, we get, it's like a big win when I go, yeah, 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 that was it. And then everybody feels like, yeah, we did it. All right. So, uh, but in this case I'm doing a podcast and I don't have you, the, the two way communication. You can't remind me what I was talking about. But it was problems. And so consider that when you're thinking about your problems, how proactive are you being? How proactive are you being? And so what ends up happening is when we have problems that we're faced with, when we have problems we're faced with, we spend an absorbent, is that the right word? We spend an excessive amount of time worrying about our problems, stewing over our problems. But it seems to be a very small percentage of that time that we spend on solving our problems. oh, I remember where I was gonna go with that, so my wife and I just bought uh, you know i I think I told you we want we wanted to live on land for a long time, and so we bought a house on some acreage and uh, we're gonna grow some food and um, we want to be uh, yeah we just we just we just love living on the land we got some animals and we're getting more animals and and it's just it's it's been really really. A special experience and one that I never, my former self, my whole life, I've I've never been an animal person, I've never been a nature person, I've never been a dirt person. Like I don't like getting dirty, Um, and miraculously in the last few years, that's all kind of gradually changed, and now I'm I'm loving every moment. But I uh, financially, I really want to pay off our home. I want to own the property in full, and uh, and I there's different few reasons for that, but. Um, just know that I want to own the property in full. I really want to. And I, um, I experience a lot of stress around, uh, or I have experienced just worrying of how am I going to pay this off? I don't know how I'm going to pay this off. The point of me sharing this is that I, I personally spend most of my time feeling this subtle fear or consciously worrying about how I'm going to do this, but I haven't been asking myself, how am I going to do this? You see the difference? Right, it, it, there's you know there's the the worrying about I don't know how I'm going to do this I don't know how I'm going to figure this out I don't know how I'm going to fix my my marriage or I'm going to I'm going to I am going to do not know how I'm going to how i going to get a job or I don't know how I'm going to grow my business or I don't know right and we we do it from a fear state from a fear state from an overwhelmed state from a stress state from a cortisol spiking state. And it's this subtle shift, but prof- subtle, but profound shift from, I don't know how I'm going to do this to how could I do this? How might I do this? And so it's amazing. I asked myself that question the other day. I made that shift and I'm like, I've been worrying, but not being proactive. It was probably about a week ago. And I asked myself, how might I generate enough money to pay off our mortgage completely? And here's what's amazing. You may have heard this before. But whatever you ask yourself, you answer. Your brain comes up with answers. Whatever you ask yourself, your brain comes up with answers. If you go, why does this bad thing, do bad things always happen to me? Right, your, your brain will figure it out, well, because you're unlucky. Dang it, I'm unlucky. That sucks. Why else do bad things always happen to me? Because you're not a good person. Like, you don't deserve success. You don't deserve joy. Like, whatever you ask yourself, it'll come up with answers. So I think Tony Robbins is the one that I first learned this from that you know you got to ask yourself if you want better answers you got to ask better questions. And so when I went from wondering, you know, what what if what if I I don't figure this out to how might I figure this out? How could I pay off our property? How could I generate enough money to pay off our mortgage? And what's amazing is whatever questions you ask yourself, I know this is kind of a tangent, but it's it's such an important one. Your brain searches for answers because again, remember your brain is a problem solving machine and a question is a problem. It's a miniature problem that needs a solution in the form of an answer. So when you ask yourself questions about how can I solve this problem? How can I improve this situation? How might I be more capable in this area. Whatever you ask, whatever questions you ask, your brain seeks answers for. And so that for me has been a game changer. And it's amazing that I'm finding solutions uh, to, you know, to ask myself that question, how might we pay off this property in full? Because again, I don't, I don't, you know, I don't, I don't have the money sitting around to pay off the property in full. Uh, I can pay our mortgage. Thank you god um but i i I don't know how to i I, you know i don't have the finances to do that so so the point being whatever you ask yourself you'll come with the answer back to how to live in the present moment i want to share this quick story uh a couple weekends ago i think i mentioned this on the last on last week's episode but a couple weekends ago my wife and i went to a gardening like a, a very intensive five hour gardening workshop how to start your garden and uh, it's, it's called, the, it's a specific gardening method. If you want to look it up, it's called the mittlider method. It's spelled M as in Mary, I-T-T, uh, as in Thomas, T-T-L, I believe it's E-I-D-E-R, could be IE, but I think it's E-I-M-I-T-T-L-E-I-D-E-R, Mitleider Method. It's one of the fastest ways to produce food, uh, even if you don't have good soil in your area. So we went to the seminar uh, or the workshop. The next day, we spent five hours on the woman's farm, got to uh, tour, tour the farm. It was just my wife and I. We had a private tour. It was really cool. And um, we came home. And the next morning at 730 in the morning, my wife comes out. I'm doing a miracle morning. And she says, sweetheart, get dressed. We're going to work the land. I was like, I don't know what that meant, but I was like, all right, let's go work the land. So I, I, I got dressed and, uh, we went out and, and basically this area where we're going we're gonna to plant our vegetables, it's all like we just moved here. So the property was untended and this part of it, it's all overgrown with, you know, the whole thing is weeds, right? And, and and many of the weeds are like these giant three foot tall, three foot wide, maybe even bigger than that. Huge weeds with like giant root stems, you know, I mean, you've got it like two, you got, you know, they, we had gloves on, two hands, we're pulling out these weeds and it's a huge area. And so we were out there for about, I think about an hour and a half. And, you know, we're in Texas. It's it's hot. It's humid. Um, so I'm sweating, you know, just dripping sweat off my face. Um, my arm, I had shorts and a t-shirt on. And, um, there are, red, we're pulling weeds out of red ant hills everywhere. I've got red ants crawling up my legs, biting my legs, literally biting my legs. I've got red ants crawling up my arms, biting my arms. Again, I'm sweaty. I'm dirty. And if you, if you knew me my whole life, you'd be like, yeah, Hal Hal does not like to get sweaty. He does not like to get dirty. Like I, I, playing basketball or something, I sweat, but I don't like to work and be sweaty and, and, and whatever. And, uh, and I'm sitting there and you know you could say uncomfortable as heck and i just stopped and i realized how present i was in that moment each weed that i pulled i was just focused on the weed each red ant that bit my arm right i was focused on the red ant every drop of sweat that i saw fall from my my forehead to the ground i was fully present and i just stopped and i looked at my wife ursula her name is ursula and i said sweetheart i am so Happy right now, and she said, "Yeah." I said, "Yeah, I am so happy. There's nothing I would rather be doing right now than pulling weeds, fighting off red ants, dirty, sweaty, and most importantly, with you, and doing all of this with you." And uh, I said, "You know," and I said, "We're we're doing it. We, We you know we we wanted to grow our own food and kind of you know live that lifestyle, and it was such a departure from anything we've ever done." I said, but we're doing it. We're, we're, we're doing it. We're doing it for us, for the family, for like, this is, it's beautiful. This is such a great experience. And part of that, what made that experience so special is I was living in the present moment. I wasn't thinking about working. I wasn't thinking about recording a podcast. I wasn't thinking about my finances. I wasn't thinking about anything else. I wasn't thinking about what was going on in the world. Why was I able to be free from stress and happy and joyful and blissful? It's that I was living fully in the present moment. And that's what today's episode, that's what this is all about. And I, again, I'm going to give you, we're going to close it out with two really simple techniques to live in the present moment, but I want to talk about it with you. I want to really give you as much context as I can you know, As many stories and examples, and I got one more from somebody in our Miracle Morning uh, community Facebook group that I think is going to just inspire you, and I'm going to get to that in a second, and then we'll go into the two techniques. But I really, all everything I share is, this is for you, I really want you to think about how, uh, apply this to your life, and, and think about how often, again, we started out the episode with that quick assessment on a scale of one to ten. How would you rate yourself at living in the present moment, right? How fully present are you to the beauty, the perfection, the joy in what you're doing in this moment versus in your head thinking about something else? And I don't know if you are a member of the Miracle Morning Community Facebook group. If you're not, uh, I would encourage you you to go to miraclemorningcommunity.com. It's just a Facebook group. It's, you know, there's no cost to it. There are three hundred and ten thousand, a little over three hundred and ten thousand members in that group from over a hundred countries, and um, what's amazing is that's organic. You know, that's I don't run Facebook ads to get members. Like, no, that's just people that have read the Miracle Morning uh, and then have joined the the community. And if you are not a member of that group, if you are a member of that group, I'm preaching to the choir. You know what I'm about to say, or you'll probably nod your head. It's one of the most engaged, inspiring supportive online communities in the world that I, that I've ever, ever seen. It's incredible. People are so vulnerable and humble and authentic and loving and supportive. It's to me, it's like the finest that humanity has to offer. And you don't see any of what you see on the rest of social media, right? There's no, you know, division, there's no arguing, there's no politicizing, there's no, no, it, none of that, right? It's just, to me, it's humanity at its finest. And there's one specific gentleman, Eric Hansen, who joined the community, I don't know how long ago, Oh, maybe, I don't know, actually, actually, I do know how long ago, roughly 80, uh, 88 days ago. I know that because he posts every single day. And he starts his post, by telling you, telling us it says day eighty, the today's post, I believe, was day eighty-eight. I could be off by a, a number. And I'm actually gonna read post day eighty-five to you, which he posted the other day. But he posts every day. And Eric, when he discovered the miracle warning, he was homeless. Okay, he was homeless. Again, this was eighty-eight days ago. And Stephanie Blackbird, who is our she's the head admin for the Miracle Morning community Facebook group. She runs the community. She makes sure she approves all the posts, like all the posts have to be approved. That way we don't get any of the, you know, in case somebody comes in and tries to spam the group or, you know, sell or promote their stuff or they're, you know, they're they're angry, they're politicizing, whatever. Like to keep the culture of that community, Stephanie is in charge and she is incredible. Like her, the amount of hours she devotes to that community is just incredible. Well, Eric Was homeless, she met Eric. And I don't remember the specifics of the story of where she met Eric, but she reached out to me. She said, Hal, I met this man, Eric Hansen. He's homeless and I wanna help him. And so we are I'm I'm putting together a list of all the supplies that he needs with him. I've asked him what he needs. You know, he needs, he needs a tent to live in. He needs socks. He needs some food. He needs all this stuff. And so she said, would you be willing to help me support, you know, um, buy some of these items for Eric? And I said, of course. And so um, she made this list and she reached out to all of her friends and we all pitched in and we all bought Eric all of the supplies that he needed. And Eric's got some major health challenges, but she gave him the miracle morning. And the miracle morning transformed his life because it transformed, he started the morning ritual every day and he was able to do what you may have experienced, which is, you know, he was able to use the miracle morning to be intentionable, intentionable, that is not a word, intentional about how he started his day, the frame of mind that he chose to be in and it has transformed his life in many ways. Um, I'm going to read to you his post again. From this was from August 7th, so it was just I think what what are we on today is like the 11th, so like four less than a week ago. Uh, and by the way, he posts like this every day, and he has a loyal following. Now I'm going to bring him on the podcast. Like I said, hopefully for next week's episode, I'd love to follow up this week with next week's episode to talk to Eric directly. Um, but if not next week, it'll probably be within, you know, the next two weeks. Uh, so here's his his post. Uh, day 85, hashtag the miracle morning. Good morning, everyone. It's so quiet out here this morning. During my meditation, I just close my eyes and try out every one of my senses. I slip between all of them, staying fully in the present. The sounds were pretty cool this morning because it's so quiet. Not much traffic on a Saturday. Really brought out the birds and the bugs. I really enjoyed this one. I woke up a little crabby, but I already shook it off. I just wanted to take another look at where I am this morning in my life. My life in one way of looking at things is so far from perfect. I'm basically unemployed again due to my health. My health sucks. My family still has pretty much nothing to do with me. And my thoughts drive me crazy on a daily basis. If I choose to look through these lenses of life, I would be depressed all the time and would probably no longer be here posting or damn even clean off drugs anymore. I've learned that how I look at my life is my choice. I choose to look at those issues as my challenges in life. The speed bumps, because there are no roadblocks that I need to just slow down the car and go over. What is better in my life? That's what I ask myself when I do my self-inventory. This list is way longer than the other one and really brings out my gratitude when I go over this list. Living on the streets, looking for another illegal come up is no way to live. I will find my way through these issues that I need to get past right now. I know I will. Then what? It will be on to the next issues that overcoming these will bring on. I'll get past those too. Hal Elrod, without you, none of this awareness would ever have been possible. Thank you. I'm going to make this day great now. Wow. Wow. I don't know about you, but... Hearing Eric's story, he was addicted to drugs, living on the streets. His entire world revolved around his next, as he says, illegal come up. To this day, now he's better off. He's off drugs. That's great. But he's unemployed again. His health sucks. His family has nothing to do with him. And his thoughts drive him crazy on a daily basis. And as he says, if he chose to look through these lenses of life, he would be depressed all the time and he'd probably no longer be here posting. But Eric is present. He's living in the present of each moment because he knows that when he, gets, when he listens to the voice in his head, it drives him crazy. It makes him feel depressed. And I don't know about you, but Eric's, Eric's challenges... Are, are beyond my own, meaning relatively speaking, I, I would say Eric's got it tough. Yeah, I feel like I've got it much better than Eric. And I would imagine if you're listening to this, for most of us, you, you might have it better than Eric too. You might not be dealing with the same level of challenges where, or, or maybe yours are, are the same or worse. I don't know, right? I, mean, I don't know. Maybe you go, no, I'm actually similar. I'm, you know, I, I I I'm still addicted to drugs. Maybe my health, maybe your health is 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 challenging. Maybe your family won't talk to you. Maybe you're unemployed. So maybe you, maybe you were nodding your head relating with Eric's plight in, you know, what, what he has going on in life right now. But listen to the things that he says about being present. He says, I slip between all of my senses as I meditate, staying fully present. The questions he asks, you know, we talked earlier about the questions that you ask determine, you know, the, the quality of your answers, the quality of the questions determine the quality of the answers. And he says, what is better in my life? That's what I ask myself when I do myself inventory. And he says, this list is way longer than the other one. And it brings me gratitude when I go over this list. I don't know about you, but again, hearing Eric's story and and he posts like this every single day, every single day and he's got a loyal following in the Miracle Morning community Facebook group. People that are follow that post, you know, that the comments under his posts are so inspiring. They're almost as inspiring as his post saying, "Wow, Eric, you inspire me. Like seeing what you're going through and the attitude that you maintain is just is phenomenal." And and so Let Eric inspire you. He inspires me to not focus on all of your problems and worrying about them and fearing the unknown or fearing the known and anticipating it in your mind all the time. Don't let the the voice in your head create your reality unless you're intentionally determining what the voice in your head is saying in that's in alignment with the reality that you want to create. I'll say that again. Don't let the voice in your head, when it's telling you, when it's thinking stressful, fearful, anxious thoughts, don't let that voice create your reality. Don't let the voice in your head create your reality unless your voice in your head, you are choosing it with intention to be in alignment with the reality that you want to experience. And I'll wrap this up with two really simple techniques. Before I do that, I just want to say that perspective is the ultimate technique, right? Or it's the ultimate, I mean, perspective is the ultimate context. Eric has perspective. Eric has made a decision. I'm not going to live my life listening to the voice in my head. I'm not going to live my life Focusing on all the things that go wrong. I talked about that last week, that in our life, we have two pages to focus on. One page lists everything we have to feel bad about, and one page lists everything we have to feel good about. And Eric said it, when he focuses on, when he listens to the bad page or the bad voice, maybe you could say we have two voices. One voice says everything we have to feel good about. One voice says everything we have to feel bad about. When you listen to the voice or you focus on the page that that lists all the things that you have to feel bad about that are wrong in your life. For Eric, it's his health and unemployment and family not talking to him. When you, fo- when you focus on that, yeah, you feel depressed. But your life is not just that. The problem is many of us have beca- we've conditioned ourselves that that is who we are or that is our norm. We've conditioned ourselves to listen to that voice. It's time to break through from that voice. It's time to be present, live in the present moment. And when you are listening to the voice in your head, make sure you're choosing what the voice says. And that is a perfect segue into the two techniques I want to share. None of these are rocket science, but they work and they've worked for centuries. The first is mantras. A mantra is simply a statement. And it's typically a statement that is in alignment with focusing you on how you want to experience your life. So for me... So two techniques to live in the present moment, the first being mantras, it's about taking control of your self-talk. And if you have mantras, typically the power of a mantra is it's, you, you know it and you can say it over and over and over. It's a tool that you keep in your psychological toolkit that you pull out whenever you need it. See, it's one thing to try to control your inner voice, your dialogue by freestyling. If you've had, if you've been stressed for far too long, if you've been, if ever since this pandemic started or even, you know, back to your childhood or anywhere in between, if you've been experiencing stressful thoughts, fearful thoughts, if you've let your mind run, you know, and, 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 and be stimulated by the news or by social media or by your own internal fears, then you have to be willing to let that go. It, and it's challenge. It can be challenging to talk yourself in a positive way when you don't have that. You don't have that meaning. You haven't. You don't have a repertoire. You don't have a script that 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 makes you feel present and and positive and joyful. You have typically the opposite script. You've been running for so long. There's no other script. So mantras are a simple way to replace that. So I'll give you. Here are a few of my favorite mantras to live in the present moment. The first is this moment is perfect. That's one of my favorite. This moment is perfect. Remember, life exists in the present moment. When we're in our head worrying about future moments, well, that's not this moment. What's happening tomorrow or next week or next month or next year, that's not this moment. So this moment is perfect. I did a whole podcast on this. I, you'd have to go search through it. I don't know which one it was, but uh, you know, I don't know, a few months ago about the moment is always perfect, right? Like this moment is perfect. And when I had cancer and was hooked up to chemo and was literally in pain, I still decided the moment was perfect. If you listen to that podcast, right? I said, this moment is perfect because of whatever it is. Right now, the moment's perfect because I'm talking to you staring at my computer. Actually, I was staring at a wall, but the computer's here too, Um, right? And it'll be perfect in a few moments because I'll be making a smoothie, once we're done with this, I'll be making a smoothie, It'll be perfect. Then I'm going to go, uh, I've got a call. It'll be perfect when I'm on that call because I'm talking to the people that I'm talking to. So this moment is perfect. That's for me. That's, I decided that that's true. Even if the moment's painful, it's still perfect. Perfect is a perspective, right? A good example of that is if you're going through adversity and you go, well, Hal, it's not perfect. It's, it's, it's difficult. It's challenging. It's painful. Well, what if that difficult, challenging, painful experience that you or I have, what if it helps shape you into the better version of yourself? What if it helps you develop yourself into a a more capable person and then your life is better because of it? Well, wasn't that adversity part of the perfection of your journey? Wasn't that moment perfect to lead to future perfect moments? So again, I'm not, I guess I am trying to you know, convince you that, that to consider if you don't, cause I know some people there's resistance like this moment is perfect. No, it's not. This moment sucks. Like I get that. I get that. But I'm inviting you to consider the mantra to try that on. This moment is perfect. And when you say that, close your eyes, breathe and just experience the perfection of the moment. Your problems are waiting. You get to them. There's time to work on them. And when you do, please take my advice earlier that when you focus on your problems, focus on solutions by asking yourself, how can I solve this? How can I fix this? Right? How can I improve this situation? How might I do this thing that feels impossible right now? So the first mantra for... Living in the present moment is this moment is perfect, and r- don't just say it, and don't just don't just do that in your head. You got to feel that throughout your chest, throughout your 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 throat. You got to feel this moment is perfect. You have to that perfection has to permeate every fiber of your being. And here is the thing: if that feels foreign to you, if any of these mantras or anything I've shared today feels foreign to you, don't dismiss it. That just means you got to do it repeatedly. Until it feels normal, this moment is perfect. The first time you say that, you might go, "No, it's not." This moment's difficult, and I would encourage you to or invite you to consider that you might be focused on, not on this moment, not on life, but on your life situation, on your circumstances, which is which that that is what's causing you to go, "No, no, this moment's not perfect," because your life situation doesn't feel perfect, but this moment, living in the present moment, that's the whole point of this is when you're in your head on focusing your life situation, stressing out about it, you're not living in the present moment. This moment is perfect. Is a mantra that's designed to bring you back to this moment. Uh, another one is I'm so grateful to be blank right now. I'm so grateful to be alive right now. This morning, it was, I'm so grateful to be riding this bike right now. It's basically, I'm so grateful to be, and blank is whatever you're doing right now. When I was on my vacation, I mentioned to this on last week's episode, right? Those were the two mantras that I, that I you know, this moment is perfect. Um, I, I also, a third mantra is, there's nowhere I'd rather be. There's nowhere I'd rather be. There's nothing I'd rather been do, be doing than with my family right now, than recording this podcast right now, than making this smoothie right now. I'm not doing that, but I will be. Um, There's nowhere I'd rather be. There's nothing I'd rather be doing. This moment is perfect. I'm so grateful to be blank, riding this bike, talking to this person, dealing with this challenge, getting chemotherapy, nursing a broken leg, like whatever it is. Think about even when life is painful, even when life is difficult, you can still experience the moment as perfect. You can still be grateful for the challenges you're enduring because of what they can make of you. You can be grateful for the challenges you're enduring. And please, I'm not making light. I I don't. I'm not, I'm not trying to make light of your challenges. I don't, you know, I could, I just, I got a, like an intuitive sense of somebody, somebody listening right now got upset when I said to be grateful for your chance. It's like, screw you. You don't know what it's like. I, I get it. I get it. I'm not telling you anything. I'm just, I'm just inviting you to consider to live life in the present moment. The first technique is mantras. Have those mantras. Those are your tools. Have them at any moment how, and, and develop your own mantras, or Google like mantras for living in the present moment. I guarantee there 's a ton of great mantras uh, that you can adopt into your life again there 's infinite mantras it 's just a series of words in a short sentence right that that direct your focus, keep you focused on the present moment and the second is meditation and this is probably not news to you, but just like exercise strengthens your muscles, meditating each day strengthens your ability to live in the present moment, and so set your timer. And just, and and by the way, you can combine mantras and meditation, it's a beautiful practice. So you can say, for example, set your timer for five minutes and say, this moment is perfect. And feel it, feel the perfection of the moment. Take a breath or two or three, and then say it again. This moment is perfect. This moment is perfect. Feel the truth as you say that. There's nowhere I'd rather be. This moment is perfect. And combining mantras and meditation is really a powerful practice because not only do the mantras help you help the meditation work because instead of you know, you trying to meditate in the present moment and your mind wandering to your problems and your worries, using the mantra replaces it, it, it replaces where your mind might wander because you're focused on the mantra. So the mantra benefits the meditation, but the meditation benefits the mantra because the more you repeat the mantra, if you repeat that mantra, this moment is perfect for five minutes, and you feel the truth of that mantra, you start to program your subconscious mind. So that A, you're going to remember the mantra, but B, the mantra is going to have the impact on you because, again, just like exercise strengthens your muscles, meditating each day and meditating with these mantras strengthens your ability to live in the present moment. It makes the mantra part of who you are. You know, I have mantras that I learned. The big one that I've, one of my first mantras I ever learned is do the right thing, not the easy thing. I learned that when I was 19 or 20 years old. I'm 42 now. So for 22 years, I've been repeating that mantra. It's part of me. When the alarm goes off in the morning and I go, "Ah, oh, I don't want to get out of bed. The voice in my head says, Hal, do the right thing, not the easy thing. I go, uh, dang it, okay. And I get out of bed. When I go, oh man, maybe I'll skip my workout today. The mantra, the voice in my head goes, Hal, do the right thing, not the easy thing. You committed to work out this week five days. I go ah okay, and I do it. That's just an example of the power of mantras. So I'm inviting you to commit for the next and just do the next seven days. Let's let's just keep it a week, right? Keep it simple. I'd invite you for the rest of your life, but I think if you do this every day for seven days, I think it will it will seep into your subconscious you will have these as tools that you might not currently have. So again, the challenge for the seven-day challenge is to meditate for five minutes a day using one or all three of these mantras, or you can find more of your own. But I would say, so this moment is perfect. And remember, when you meditate and you say the mantra, don't just say it and repeat it mindlessly. Say it and then feel the truth of what you're saying in other words experience the moment as perfect don't just say it's perfect experience the moment as perfect this moment is perfect i'm so grateful to be meditating right now i'm so grateful to be alive right now i'm so grateful to be living in the present right now And the last one, and there's nowhere I'd rather be. There is nowhere I would rather be. There is nothing I would rather be doing than living this moment, meditating. This moment is perfect. I'm grateful to be meditating right now, and there's nowhere I'd rather be. So I'm inviting you to do a seven-day challenge. It's just five minutes a day, and you could do it during your miracle morning, or you could do it Whenever you want. Do it Do it right now, right? Whenever you want. For seven days, five minutes a day, combine mantras and meditation as a way to condition yourself to live in the present moment. Friends, family, goal achievers, I love you so much. Thank you for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed this. Oh, and by the way, I almost never do this, but if you do enjoy that, if you did enjoy this and if you are a regular listener to the podcast, would you leave a review on iTunes? would you do that? Like I listened to other podcasts and I always forget. This is probably like the third time out of 392 episodes that I've remembered to be like, Oh yeah, would you leave a review? So what is that? One tenth of 1% anyway. Um, all right. Or 1%. Uh, love you guys and gals. I will talk to y'all next week and make it a great one.